It's showtime. Showtime. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to the Sultans of Smoke Cigar Cast. I'm Drew, joined by Mo and Cow tonight. Yo, yo. What's up, guys? In the bowl. Yo. What's up? How you guys doing? It's been a while. It has, it has, it has. been. A month. <laughs> has it really? I think so, yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny. I was, uh, when I went to uh, Philadelphia last time, I, I stopped by B&B Cigars, um, who, who, man, killed it with our Sultans of Smoke cigars, um, and got to uh, hang out with Vince a little bit, and he, he was giving me, giving me crap about how we podcast like once a month. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. It's like every two weeks, but he was right. He was right. Yeah. Well, before that, it was like every six months. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, getting better. <laughs> We're gaining uh, momentum. Huh. Exactly. Exactly. It was funny because he wants to come on the podcast. He's he wants to be a guest. I think that'd be awesome. Have a yeah. I like you know having retailers and you know kind of discuss what he's seeing and in the direction that they're going at B and B, which actually is pretty cool. So it'd be cool people to listen. Awesome. Let's find out what he's doing about November fifteenth. That'd be our November next podcast. 15th. Yeah, yeah. He listened. So, Vince, let us know what works for you, man. Reach out to uh, Drewfus is the uh, podcast master. So, the master, <laughs> master baiter. And then another person who wants to come on, and I think this would be really cool. And, and if we can get Dave. Uh, as well as uh, our broker in New York wants to come on. Now, he's he's a great dude. His name is Miguel. Um, you know, a lot of people see brokers at events. They see reps at events. It'd be cool to have somebody come on and kind of discuss what they do and what their lifestyle is like as a broker. And so I think that'd be pretty sweet. People could kind of get an inside look on that, too. So. Yeah, something I didn't know for the longest time was what what the heck is the difference between a broker and a rep? Yeah, so brokers will will have multiple brands mm-hmm. where a rep is considered. I mean, they're reps too, but they're the brokers are multiple brands. And then your in-house sales rep is just the one brand or whatever happens yeah. to be, you know. So like, if you're the, you know. Um, I don't know if my father and Tatawahe share reps. I know they share brokers, but I don't know about in-house reps. Uh, but I mean, like, uh, like Davidoff, if you sell Davidoff, you sell Camacho and Avo, right? Mm-hmm. So, yep. but, the, but other than that, like if you're an LFD rep, you sell LFD. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. And it makes sense. It was just, you see them at events and you're like, what do you do? Now you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Cause I think like, a lot of people like aren't really sure and they don't realize I'll tell you man that's a tough job. It really is. You're on the road all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your your whole success depends on commission, so you you want brands that are going to, you know, sell and get reordered and things like that. So it's it's tough and you're a lot of it's driving too. Yeah, and it's got to be tough to go into a cigar shop and sit down and want to hang out because they probably like cigars, right? But then you're kind of selling all the time, too, and that's got to be just bizarre. Sure, yeah. yeah. Not an easy gig, man. Sounds no. like Moo Cow's got his auto-tune going tonight. 
Yeah, I had a little T Pain over there. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Oh man. So what are you guys doing up to, Drew? Um, you uh you do anything fun, smoke anything good? What what have you been up to? Man, uh I don't know what I've had. I had that David off the other day, speaking of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, master selection? About fucking time. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a good cigar. Would you, would you buy another? Um, I bought that one to get the Cigar Noise Cup, so I don't even know how much it is. Mm. What's it run? It's about a $40 cigar. Bullshit. I swear to God. Seriously? Yeah, 30, I would somewhere not. between 30 and 40 I would not yeah. buy it again, then. Yeah, you got a hell of a deal on that that mug, Pat. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's cool, man. Just rape cigar noise. <laughs> Speaking of, I'm wearing my cigar noise T-shirt, original release, the OG, boom, the OG cigar noise T-shirt that <laughs> that Drew was kind enough to buy me. So nice. Um, You're welcome. Yeah, man. Always got to represent. Heck yeah. Um, Kyle, you're smoking the, and I'll, I'll get to what I smoked earlier today, but Kyle, you're smoking the Monte Cristo by AJ. I sure am. Uh, uh, I've heard from a couple of <laughs> people that it's really good and it got sense to me. So, uh, I'm trying it out and I, believe it or not, I'm really liking this cigar. Uh, I heard it's good. I do. Yeah, it is good. Uh, I do think Monte Cristo can make some very good cigars. Most of the time I don't think they do, but sometimes they really nail it. Yep. Um, and AJ Fernandez isn't exactly my thing either, but for some reason this is working really well for me. So I'm good, man. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, out of all the one, out of all the ones that I smoked that he did for the general, whatever it was, um, I like the Amistad probably the best. Uh, but I haven't smoked the Monty because a lot of people were telling me it was like super strong, so it kind of like scared me off a little bit. But uh, I'm gonna give it a shot. If you say it's, yeah. if you say it's not overly. Uh, I'll give it a shot. Now, there's two different ones, right? There's the Monte Cristo and the Monte. Those are different cigars, right? Yeah, one's by AJ, one isn't, I think. Oh, is that it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there were two that he had done for them. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think so, but, I, man, I could be wrong. I'm by no Whatever. means an expert. Yeah. This, this one's good. It was like... 90% covered in band when I bought it or when I, died yeah. it, when I got it. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. But it looked pretty good. So it's all good. Nice. Anyways, what'd you smoke earlier? I smoked the, uh, the Tatawahe Michael. The new monster. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I How think, uh, I think it has great potential, man. I think that, um, you know, obviously it's right off the truck. Cause, the mm-hmm. uh, the B and M just got them, but um, but yeah, man. I think I think with time they'd be pretty solid. I would I would definitely smoke it again. It's it's really smooth. I felt like um, it wasn't my first cigar of the day, um, but it, I felt it was smooth. Uh, I, I was expecting more strength, and yeah. um, no, it was, it was smooth, well balanced. I uh, yeah, I would recommend trying it for sure. Would you say it's a killer blend? What? I don't even know what that means. Because it's, it's a Jason killer. 
Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, Cal. Anyway. Yeah. You're digging deep. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. Thanks. <laughs> I like when you dig deep. <laughs> Jeez. I usually find that those monsters take about a year to really mm-hmm. hit the rhythm. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm making that up, but that's, that's how I like them. Mm-hmm. Not too young. Not too young. Just a year. <laughs> 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 it's almost old enough for Drew. Yeah, right. Exactly. Sick fuck. Boom. Um, Cal, you and I had the pleasure of seeing each other a couple weeks ago. We did. Yeah, down at Casa. And uh, yeah, man, hung out with uh, some of the Reddit dudes, uh, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting. Uh, and this is kind of something that I wanted to. I thought it was because I've been seeing this a lot lately uh, as I've been following Reddit a little bit more. Um, trade etiquette. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and um, you know, we've talked about that a lot over the past. We've been doing this about almost two years now, right? So we've, we've talked about that a lot in the past, and it seems like you keep seeing the same stuff being done. Um, but it's interesting. Uh, and, I, and I want to discuss, Cal, because you're here, that whole verification process. Because I think people might, you know, they hear about Reddit cigars, they hear about this, and they go on and they're, talk, they're hearing about people talking about verifying and this, and you can't trade till you're verified. So if you could explain that. Go ahead. I mean, sure, yeah. So it's particular for this cigar forum. I think a lot of places have something in place to make sure that, like, you're a human being that can trade cigars to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, so the idea is uh, somebody who's done a bunch of trades before will verify you. And what that means is that uh, okay. if you're being verified, you send your cigars first. So like the other guy isn't going to get totally screwed. Yeah. Um, because whatever you send, he'll just sort of either match or beat that. Um, and you talk and agree on your trade. And then you have somebody in the forum that you theoretically get to know a little bit through a trade, which is kind of cool. Um, but then the idea is that like we track it and you can tell who has like been verified as a person who can ship cigars and has done at least one trade. Uh, the idea is to try to prevent scamming. Right? Okay. So, you know, I'm about cow, cow, you're breaking you up. Are, boxes can you repeat that? You're going to have to repeat all Shit. that. Yeah. Can you yeah. just repeat that? Yeah. I was saying the whole thing. <laughs> no, no, just that. So you're saying if so, like, let's say somebody trades and then. Yeah. So the idea is to re- prevent scamming. Right. So if you jump on there, Mo, as like mm-hmm. some random guy and you mm-hmm. say, hey, I'm going to send you three boxes of Opus for whatever. Yeah. Um, and I send you some crazy shit for your Opus and I never get anything back. Right. 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 You at least want to have something in place to, to at least dissuade people from that kind of complete and total scamming. I Although see. you can't stop it totally. So that's the idea. No, you never will. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's funny because the, the cigar community is such a generous one. And there's always, there always seems to be people that take advantage of that, unfortunately. Yeah, for sure. And you'll see that, too, like pretty much anywhere. You'll see people sell a bunch of stuff, right? Usually yeah. a bunch of cheap stuff first to build mm-hmm. up a reputation. You know, I do five sales in a row and everything went great. And then all of a sudden, I want to sell $3,000 worth of shit. And 
I take right. the three thousand and and keep my cigars. Right. Now, Drew, you you oh. recently posted to sell something. Uh, how did that go? Were you able to find a buyer? Uh, no takers yet. Did you get any offers? No, actually. Very weird. Is it because of who you are? Or do you think it's the cigars or? Dude, I don't have a clue. What What do you That's think? That's weird because those are. I don't know. I, dude, you're asking more than a fair price for them. Well, I I honestly figured somebody at least shoot me something back. Yeah. Anything. See now, if you were on Reddit, ten dollars. Well, I figured somebody would at least say something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even if they like lowballed, I mean, those um, what the they're it's a box of 2011 and Aho sharks and a box of 2013s. Yeah. But uh, I think they're like two fifty list price new. Mm-hmm. And like I said, they're twenty elevens and twenty thirteens. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, you. Would I figured think this time of year would... too, somebody be looking. What's that? Figured with this time of year, somebody be looking. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird, man. I I thought for sure you would have. My guess is if they were Opus, they probably would have been definitely, but I don't know. Maybe I should. Neho Sharks are very well sought after. I mean, I you know, yeah. especially aged ones, shit. Might They're have, good. Might They're have good to p- part with the Opus then. You, <laughs> you want to hear the story? No, of, I'd, keep, I'd keep those. <laughs> the story of why those are for sale? <laughs> huh? You want to hear the story of why those are for sale? I don't know. Do we... Do you want to share it? Oh, I don't care. I think I told you guys. Maybe I didn't. I don't think you did. Did I tell no. you last week? Last Wednesday what happened? <laughs> no. No. Oh, God. So I was over taking my Tulsa fire test, written test, yeah. go in, take it. I'm leaving. The desk girl like sees me walk out. It's like a uh, half mile maybe to classic. And I was like, oh, I'll just whip in. Well, I had to pee. So I was like, all right, I'm going to run in and pee. I park in a handicap spot right up front. Oh, man. I run in, pee, talk to Jeff. I was there literally 10 minutes. Walk back out. There's a ticket on my truck. So I look at it, and I'm like, no way. I cannot believe the price that's on it. Mm-hmm. Drive straight back over to the uh, uh, um, whatever it is to pay it. Walk back in. The same girl that just watched me walk out, and I hand it to her, and she's like, holy cow. $500 ticket <laughs> for parking tent. Yes. $500. Oh, boy. Would have been cheaper to get towed. Uh, yeah. Would have been cheaper to speed five times. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I mean, hey, that's a lesson, right? I mean, you know, it's funny because you see, you see these cops like scour fucking parking lots. You know, for either expired plates or expired, you know, whatever, or people who do that. You know what I mean? And I see it all the time. I, yeah, I mean, it sucks, man. Well, and you know the situation down there. They're building that apartment complex, so there's no parking anymore. Okay, no, I, I've, I've, I haven't been yes. down there in a little while. Well, you haven't been there in years, but... <laughs> <laughs> I was just out. When did I come visit you? <laughs> Two years ago, right? Yeah. Or last year? No, last year. I don't know. Was it last year? 
It might have so. been. It's been a year. Anywho, that whole parking lot that was there is now torn up, and they have that whole side of the street blocked off, so there's no parking. Yeah. Not an excuse. I, I was fine with the ticket because I parked there illegally, but it was $500. That's ridiculous. Seems a bit much. That just, I mean, seriously, uh, I know somebody that just got a speeding ticket the other day for doing like 80 and a 45, and it's like $120. Where's the value in handicapped parking spot is where we're putting our... <laughs> well, in all fairness... You know, I, I've had this discussion with people, and, and um, this guy that I know had a relative who had a handicap sticker, and from time to time they would use it. And I said, you know, and look, I'm not trying to get into religion or whatever, but yeah, I yeah. said, you know, let's call it karma for the sake of staying in a safe place, politically correct. To me, that's bad karma. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not handicapped. Why would you do that? Just to get a fucking parking space. I said, what if one day you really become handicapped and some other guy does the same shit and mm-hmm. then you can't park in a spot? Yeah. You know what I mean? <clears throat> I, get I get it. I get it. I would never do something like that, but... No, I know, but I'm just, you know... Oh, no, I, it just I, it reminded me of that. Yeah, so. not that you know. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get they probably it. Probably figured that if it costs you an arm and a leg, you would need a handicap sticker and get to park there again. <laughs> I, yeah, I, <laughs> probably. Kyle, was that another one of those like puns or whatever the hell you call those? <laughs> it's just a just a bad joke, man. I, I probably uh, could have. I probably could have had a handicap placard with my. My uh, spider bite I've got. That's true. <laughs> oh, my God. I just remembered that picture. Yeah, yeah that was gross. I didn't even send you guys the good one. <laughs> <sighs> well, yeah. let's get back on to cigars. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, well... <laughs> hey, man, you know... That well, was kind of a cigar story. I was at the cigar shop. It was. Yeah, and and you know, hey, look, man. In all fairness, we anybody who's been down there understands that parking was was terrible even before they took that yeah, lot out. So I can't even imagine. What That's it's why like I don't now. go down there. But I was already yeah, down I there. Know. I was like, I'm gonna stop in. I got to pee. Stop in real quick. Say hi and head on home. Literally ten I think minutes. The, the biggest lesson we've, I think, the biggest takeaway here is that it costs you five hundred dollars to say hi to Jeff and take a piss. Yep. It did. Well, I was there is nobody to... in the world. I, I think people might pay five hundred dollars to never talk to Jeff again. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I, I just did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, look at it that way. You're never fucking going down there. Again. Uh, that's for sure. I was actually I was was stopping in to say I might come down on Friday night. And then oh, as I'm leaving with the ticket, I text him with the ticket. And I was like, Yeah, I'm not coming down Friday. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, that sucks, man. So if anybody wants an A-host, they're for sale, contact me. Yeah. (laughs) Need to pay off my ticket. Which brings me to our next topic. What do you got? Does the parking situation at a brick and mortar 
affect your decision and whether or not to go there. In my case, absolutely. And, 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 and to what degree? Now, <laughs> hold on. Before, before you answer that, Classic is both far for you and has shit parking. So there's two factors that play there. But, so let's just use it as it is not a far drive for you. So let's just assume that the drive is out of it. Just the parking. Well, how about um, the other place we used to go? I'm not going to name mm. names, but you know the parking was crap there, too. Yeah. And we always kind of hated to go there because of it. Yeah. So, I dude, I... Come on, have some decent parking. Well... And I kind of get about classic that. downtown and stuff. It's different because it's it's downtown, so you know kind of what you're getting into. Yeah. Even if it was a short drive, you still know what you're getting into when you go there. But someplace yeah. out, you know, normal place that's not downtown should have some parking. I can understand that. You know, it's different. It's different here, like in Illinois, because you have to be standalone unless you're grandfathered. Yeah. Um, but any of the shops that are grandfathered, like in the city or, or let's say, um, in the suburbs that are grandfathered in downtown type areas, mm-hmm. um, they all have that same issue, Yeah, you know, where it's tough to find parking. What have you seen on, uh, uh, like your travels, man, with parking situations, different places? Oh man. I mean, all over the place, right? I mean, some that have vast lots and some that, you know, it's the same deal, especially, you know, when you're going out, like, for example, I was in the Bronx last or two weeks ago and, you know, you're trying to find, I literally stood in a spot as these guys were getting out of it. So, you know, the broker can go back and park in it, you know what I'm oh, saying? Wow, yeah. So it just depends, obviously in places that are not as uh, urban. So if you're not in a big city and let's say you're like in the suburbs or something like that, it's usually not a problem. But cow, I mean, does that affect your decision? It, Would that affect I was thinking about it. It doesn't come up for me really at all. I don't mm-hmm. have any places I go where they don't have a pile of parking. Um, yeah. I don't really do cities, so it doesn't come up. Yeah. Um, overall, I mean, parking affects my decisions about where I would go in a city. Sure. Mostly because I don't like driving in cities or parking in crappy places. But it just doesn't come up for me. No. Me personally, uh, I think I would. I think it would, or it does. Or I guess I, it's different because I normally go, like, if I'm traveling and I go to a shop like that, it's usually at an off-peak time most of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's hard to say, but I think in general, um, yeah, I mean, easy, if, like, I have a choice, and now the one thing that would trump that would be cigar selection, right? Yes. And that overcomes any sort of inconvenience in parking yep. like and lounge atmosphere, right? But all things being equal, no, absolutely. I would, I would probably go to a place that, you know, it would affect my decision. So I you think, think the cigar selection is number one for you? Yes. Oh, Me am I, too. Am I, Am I smoking there or am I leaving? Um, I guess we'll say smoking there because cigar selection, the way I think about it is 
if I'm just buying something, I can go online and buy whatever I want for probably cheaper. Yeah, but I'm not a... I've never been... Well, your situation is different, yeah, right? Yeah, it is. I'm spoiled. I'm spoiled. I have cigar shops within, I mean, every fucking 10 miles. You know what I mean? Whereas your, your situation is a little bit different. So I could see why you, I, I don't buy too much online. But that's going to actually be my next topic that I wanted to discuss. Um, <laughs> Hold on just one second. I, would say, I, I just want to be excited about something. <laughs> uh, one of the shops here in Madison got new owners. And they're yeah. open until 9 o'clock, like, every night. Nice. And they were never open until anything before. So I have a place to smoke this winter. I'm nice. just stoked about that. Absolutely. Yeah. So their selection isn't my favorite. Their prices aren't my favorite. I don't care. I'm going to be there every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyway, we can talk about uh, online stuff. What do you got for well, online, Mo? Well, hold on. We didn't finish. Well, oh. All right. But anyway, I'd be curious to see how often that played into people's decisions. I mean, atmosphere, if you're going to hang out at a place, atmosphere is number one. Because Drew and I used to go hang out at a place that had a nice atmosphere and a terrible selection. Yes. Yeah. Because it was a cooler atmosphere. Yep. It's worth it. So, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um. But anyway, so online, another thing that I've been seeing a lot of, Cal, and, and I, you've probably seen it too, Drew, I don't, I don't think you're on, you're not on Reddit, are you? No, I'm not. I mean, I am, but I don't get on there. <clears throat> um, people, people's experience buying um, cigars from other countries and their experiences. What do you mean? Well, like, let's say someone wants to buy Cuban cigars and goes online and buys them. Yep. And doesn't necessarily, or gets more than they bargained for in a bad way. Oh, sure. It's, you know, and dude, I've seen how many posts recently about horror stories Mm. Mm -hmm. um and typically they're centered around a particular vendor who who will remain nameless but (laughs) um i never realized how many people actually and really it's not that many people the cigar the cigar community is really small so it's like but yeah man i mean it's interesting reading some of those stories so you compare that to what we have in the United States in terms of all of the online shops and or online sites and stuff like that. And it's interesting because I think that if any of us with a domestic shop had some of the experiences that some of these guys have had, would not would never buy from that shop again. But mm-hmm. These guys, and not just these guys, but other people that I know, it's not just on, I mean, it's people I've met. They will give those shops that screw things up really bad, 
another shot. But mm-hmm. if it's a domestic person or if it's a domestic shop, there's no holds barred. It's unforgivable. It's, I just find that very interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's the difference between buying something legally and buying it illegally. Mm-hmm. Right? If I'm buying something from you illegally and you screw me over, what do I do about it? Who am I going to complain mm-hmm. to? Right? Like, I have no recourse of any kind. I can either keep buying from you, find somebody else to sell me that illegal stuff, or mm-hmm. suck it up. There's, there's nothing I can do. So I think those, those, some of those online places, my, my hunch, I don't know for sure, is that they know it's illegal and they're going to screw with you anyway and just send you their moldy stuff. Yeah, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Right. Whereas yeah. here, here it would be a bigger deal, right? I, you sent me a product that I could do a chargeback on my credit card for. Yeah, that, that's a great point. So I think that's probably the major difference. Plus, there are tons of shops here I can buy from online and get whatever I want. And not for Cubans, though. There's like, what, four or five really sort of reputable gray market vendors. Sure. So I think that's the difference. I don't know. Do you think there's more to it than that? Um, I don't know. I have no idea. I just thought I just found it interesting. Yeah. I mean, us us as a cigar smoking community in general, I find are a lot more forgiving to Cuban cigars than we are to non-Cubans. Yeah, I think so, so whether too. It, whether it becomes our expectations with quality or what we consider value um, or anything like that, really. It, it's truly phenomenal. I mean, it, it's... It's very interesting to watch. Yeah, I mean, imagine you walked into a shop with Patina and you said, all right, guys, I'm going to sell you this cigar. All you have Mm -hmm. to do is age it for five years, so it's good. Um, And like a quarter of them could just be plugged, whatever. Um, Right. But it's really good, right? Yeah. You're gone. It's over. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I mean, dude, if you think about it, let's say you get a box, and we've talked about this. But just to reiterate, you get a box of 25 Cubans. Five of them, at least, you're not going to be able to smoke. So just forget it. Another five are going to be so hard to draw that you're not going to end up enjoying them. You're not going to probably finish them. Right? Sure. And then that's assuming that the rest are okay. But yet, if that were to happen with let's say, a other brand, Nicaragua, or Dominican brand, we'd be writing them off and tossing them out, and this guy sucks, and I just find that interesting, yeah. you know? There's some, other, there's some other theories that go along with it, too. So, like, the gray market vendors that'll sell to the U.S., right? You're selling me something illegal. So one of the theories that people have is that they take their shit product. Yeah. Like, you know, they can tell generally what's plugged and what's messed up, and they just sell it to us because we don't know any better. Um, I don't know if that's true or not, but I can certainly see can that. Explain though. some of it. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, you have no it. recourse over it, so they get rid of it to you. Yeah. yeah. So that could be part of it too. Is that their quality is actually higher than we would think because we get the dregs. Sure. 
So hmm. I don't know. I don't know enough about it to be sure. Conspiracy cigars. Yeah. But, so the way I understand it is when they send out the Cubans, there are tiers. Yeah. And certain countries or certain areas get the highest quality. Then there's another tier where they get the next quality and then another tier. Yeah, I've so, heard that. I don't know. I don't know if it's true or not, but I've heard it. Yep. That's interesting, man. It's yeah. Because do think about it. If you're ordering a box of, I don't know, what, what do Siglo sixes go for now? I don't even know. I don't even a lot. know a lot. Yeah, forty bucks a pot, maybe more. I don't know. Uh, possibly, yeah. So. Let's say you order a box of that and it's like that third tier and you just spend all that money and that's what you get. I'd be I'd be beside myself. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, can you imagine that? Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of wasted money. You know? It's crazy. Hmm. It's fascinating, man. I swear to God, if somebody said, okay, Build a team of build a team that you think is going to give you the best chance of success in the cigar industry. My first draft pick would be Sigmund fucking Freud. You're gonna have to explain that one. Oh, because it's all psychology. Oh, okay. It's all I mean, it's unreal. Yeah. Some some marketing genius, right? Yeah. And not marketing in the sense of like, oh, okay, I have this packaging on there and let's put that. No, I mean to truly understand people's, the things that go into their decisions and how you get people to believe and convince themselves that, because let's face it, there are, there are cigars that I'm just like, how, man, I don't. Yeah. That just boggled my mind, right? So, and but yeah, Sigmund Freud would be my first draft pick. So to bounce off of that, just not the cigar industry, but supplement industry, um, yeah, you know, GNC and stuff. So I yeah. used to get my supplements from this shop in town, Broken Arrow, and he was always cheaper than everybody else. And he actually had the problem that he he wouldn't do like sales and stuff. His Normal everyday price was cheaper than GNC's sale price, but right. people would he, he, people would they wanted the sale even if they were paying more. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So he actually yeah. had to mark up his product and then put it on sale to get people in the door. Yeah, was it J.C. Penny that almost went out of business for this? They stopped doing sales and put good prices on everything and thought everybody would be happy and nobody shopped there anymore and they had to go back. I don't know. Isn't that nuts? Yep. Dude, it's crazy. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you, Sigmund Freud would be, you know, or some sort of like mega psychologist, something like that. You yeah. Know? yeah. Whatever well, the modern day version is. Yep. And it explains one of the one of the the brands that I think most of us kind of scoff at, but that somehow sells like more than just about fucking anybody, it seems, and that's Gurkha. Right? They're always ninety yeah. percent off everywhere. Yeah, it's crazy. 
So MSRP is huge. People feel like they're getting a deal. They buy them all up. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy how that works. <sighs> it really is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and there's there's some different tricks people use. One of them is the the sales one, and then you've also got I think my personal opinion is that reviews online can be manipulated like crazy. Um, I think I've shared some data with you guys about that. Yeah. How many 90 plus reviews go all over the place and who gives just about straight up 90 or more for everything. Um, But if you want to market based off saying these experts think it's really good, I mean, you could manipulate the hell out of that. You know, I'm going to use, I'm going to use myself as an example here. When, when Charlie Minato gave the patina 88 and I was like, when I'm reading the description and then whatever, okay. And then, you know, he says, oh, you, there's a part of the last third of vibrancy, you really find 88. So how does a cigar give you an experience that you rarely find and you give it an 88? But then you'll go give certain cigars... <laughs> um, I see where that's going. So it's like you know, I, yeah, absolutely. You know, um, I don't know. It's interesting. It, it's interesting. Drew and I used to try to be as fair as we could when we reviewed. We had no biases. I mean, but our bias was probably we rated stuff higher that we actually like versus being mm-hmm. subjective. Maybe. Yeah, probably so. Um, but I don't know. It is what it is. Yeah. 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 And if you're reviewing, you know, there's a, you always want to give something a high score or be the first to it. So people look at it, right. Which is a very bizarre approach. Mm -hmm. Cause you know, you're giving out these high scores. So people look at your reviews, which is kind of bull. Um, or, you're being the first to something before it's even been out a week. You're right. trying to say, you know, this is the brand new thing and it's not even ready to smoke and right. shipping for two weeks. Well, you know, it's interesting too, because people ask me, Oh, did you, did you send them cigars? When that half wheel review came out, I got text messages from people that it was posted. I had no idea that they were even reviewing yeah. it Yeah, because I didn't even give them any at IPCPR, you know? Yeah, I think they buy all theirs or most of theirs. Yeah, I think I, they most of them. Yeah, but um, you know, and that's a greatly respected website. I mean, I was shocked yeah. to be honest with you that they even reviewed it. I mean, yeah. So it is what it is. But you know, I mean, honestly, it was you know, I'll take it. I mean, I'm yeah. not mad. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. I mean, there's there's so many things about this industry that are so interesting. Well, you know, we need to get Brad on here. We we need to find time to get Brad on here because every every time he sees a review on a certain website, he will text me and be like, "Oh, there's another one." You know, just like what you <laughs> said, Kyle. Yeah. And um, you know, I don't know. But here's the flip side to that: is you know, there are a lot of people that that after if they've been acquainted with certain review sites or certain reviewers, 
the score becomes less important than because now that score becomes a relative thing, right? Yeah. Yep. So like if I get, let's just say I'm whatever brand and I'm patina and I get, you know, a 90 from this guy, a 88 from this guy, a 93 from this guy. If you look at it, guys are going to be like, okay, well, for this guy to give it a 98 or an 88, that's okay. Well, well wait a minute. Wow. Okay. There's got to be something there. For example, this guy gave it a 90, you know, this guy gave it a 90, but this guy gives everybody 90s, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that doesn't really mean anything. So there are certain weights that I feel like are attached depending, or there's kind of like, yes, there's a score, but in the sense of the cigar community, there's a relative scale and how that score is viewed. If that Does that make sense at all? Yeah. I think it does if you know the reviewers. Right? Correct. If you've read that stuff. Oh, it only works that. that way. Yeah, absolutely. But if I'm putting the number on a shelf to sell cigars, then I would say most people have no idea. Right. Right. And that's where it gets, I think, kind of dicey. But yeah. they're in the market of selling cigars. Yeah. No, I, I don't think it's a problem from the manufacturer side. If I was a manufacturer, I'd take all the good scores, put them on cards all over the place, and <laughs> pop that shit everywhere. Right? True that. It's that you know, some some schmuck with a, a nice name for a website can, <laughs> can be somehow influential in this whole thing, and that's weird to me. Yeah. Hmm. Cal, so, what else did you have tonight? Oh, I don't know. There's a lot going on with the FDA. We haven't talked about the FDA in, well, at least a month. <laughs> <laughs> the good old FDA. Are you guys up on that stuff? Yeah. I mean, you know, we obviously keep track of it and what's going on, but um, at the end of the day, you're going to have to continue to do what you got to do and deal with it as it comes but um what are you gonna do right yeah yeah they had a couple updates i don't know we have like a couple listeners that might care what they are maybe um so they uh because of the hurricanes they pushed back a lot of stuff six months for documenting what's in cigars their ingredient mm-hmm. list and all that crap for at least those areas which is most people um that's one thing. There's there's the lawsuit that they're doing that CRA and all those guys are doing, and IPCPR and all those guys um, that a bunch of health organizations are trying to join, mm-hmm. um, and they got declined. They're not allowed to join that. The health organizations are out. Um, so that's at least one good thing for us. Um, yep. And then they they also went through and clarified what manufacturers giving out samples could and couldn't do which is basically they can't give out samples unless you buy something. That's really the way it comes down. Um, and nobody knows what they're doing for cigar media. There's nobody has any clue. Can you give, can you give cigars to reviewers? It looks like probably not, but who knows? <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's the, the quick FDA update. I don't know. I feel like people should know a lot about it. A lot of people don't. I agree. The, the level of uh, the level of knowledge 
I mean, I remember even last year when a lot of that stuff was happening, people were like, FDA, what are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. <clears throat> well, now the FDA is saying cigars. What, what is, what's a cigar? Right. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people still don't know that's going on. Yep. You want to talk about your other topic there, uh, Cal? What was my other topic? Do <laughs> uh, you just want me to read your text? Sure. <laughs> Gurkha's that you smart sm- idea. Sure. Gurkha's that you've smoked and liked. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not commenting <laughs> that on that one. So, uh, what about uh, your SNS kit? You still haven't gotten it yet? No, no, SNS is really late this year. I don't know what the deal is there. I guess some piece was, was slow from a hurricane or something. So oh, yeah. The kits aren't out yet. They usually come in September. Oh, dang. Yeah, that's not a big deal. Yeah. So, it'll be here by Halloween, they say. No. So expect the flood of Instagram pictures within a week or two when everybody gets their SNS kits. <laughs> Dude, for real though, the whole site blows up with SNS pictures for like two days, <laughs> and then nobody cares anymore. Bunch of nerds, <laughs> doesn't it? Don't you see that? Where you're like, oh I got my God. kit, and that's it. No, I unfriended B, so I don't see any of that. <laughs> Poor B. That's funny. Um, I don't know what else. This is what I want to talk about when we have Dave on next. The evolution of his palate from Mm. when we first started podcasting and had him on (laughs) until Mm -hmm. now. Because I don't think it's been fascinating to watch, to say the least. Yep. How so? He's a different guy these days. Oh, I mean, the things he likes now. How long have you known? Have you known Dave as long as we have, Cal? Not quite, but similar enough, I think. I think you guys knew him when he was smoking, like, CBI sampler stuff. Yeah. He was just coming out of that as we we got to know him. Yeah, so he just kind of... I didn't have that part of him. Yeah. <laughs> but uh you lucky. But even even the things that at the time now, in all fairness, a lot of the things that I liked at the time, I don't smoke anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Um but I was always more oh I felt like I was always more open to the idea that my palate was gonna change. And Dave was like, No. Nope. And he Changed probably more than I have. Oh, yeah. Interesting. It's fascinating. I mean, honestly, I want to talk to him about it because I'm fascinated by, I mean, it's crazy how much is, and I wonder if it was the spice box. The spice box. (laughs) That really just opened up his, uh, I don't know. The evolution of Dave's I mean, he smokes a lot of different cigars, and he pays a lot of attention to what he tastes in those cigars, so it Mm -hmm. didn't surprise me at all. Yeah, Dave is, um, Dave's an educated smoker. Yeah, for sure. Um, Now, Drew, 
Drew, you've stayed consistent since I've known you. Uh, pretty much. I mean, I've branched out to some other stuff, but I think a lot of it is uh, availability. No, it's not. I think it That's is. That's no excuse. I think it is. Stop it. Oh, Stop. it's got to be part of it. It's part of it. No, I there's nobody has a lot any of the stuff you about guys... availability when you could jump online and order stuff. Yeah, but I don't. Come on. What do you mean? Come on. I, I've, He's not a nerd, man. I've, no. I've, I've, okay. I've ordered cigars online like twice, and it's always been to support people. I still I like that, going in I'm the just, shop and, and, and buying something. Huh? I still like going into the shop and buying something, browsing. So do I. But well. I'm just saying that availability itself is not an excuse anymore. My... You, choose, you choose not to. Okay, I choose not to buy online, so yeah, availability. Okay. (laughs) That is true. Okay, but besides availability, you haven't changed. Not much, And you have a shop where, like Jeff, he's bringing, he's always bringing in, like, the latest stuff. Uh... I mean, some of it, yeah. Yeah. But you also know his palate. <laughs> <laughs> it's different. I mean, yeah. <laughs> He's bringing in the stuff that he thinks would sell. Right. And you also know the yeah. market that goes there, so. Yeah, yeah. I've tried a lot of the new stuff that comes through. I mean, pretty much if he gets something new, I try it. And by the way, I'm not meaning this in an insulting way. I'm no. saying that you just haven't changed. What you like is what you like. You're one of the few people. One of the few. There's good advantages to that. Maybe yeah, it'll, maybe it'll yeah. change someday. What, whenever you buy a box, you can actually smoke the whole box and enjoy it. <laughs> That's what I was wondering. Yeah, exactly. If Dave has some boxes from before his palate changed that he smokes now, and it's like, holy cow, this is crap. Do you have any I like think that, Mo? Does eventually. You got some that you're like, or maybe you, you, you know we've talked in the past about it going through like ups and downs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was the down because your palate has changed and you just don't like it anymore, or because the cigar is actually in a down? That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how many boxes or whatever you've got of stuff. Well, it's interesting that it'd be it'd be funny to ask people, and not everybody really keeps. We've mentioned this before, but I'll say it again. Really, the number of people who buy cigars and store them at home in significant amounts is a very very small percentage of people, right? Yeah. But it'd be interesting to talk to people like that, such as ourselves or some of the people we know, and be like, how much of your humidor or humidors or whatever you keep your stuff in, what percentage do you think is stuff that you will either A, give away eventually, B, that you'll never smoke, not because you don't like it or not because you want to save it for a special occasion or something, but because you don't like it anymore? What would you guys say? 
Well, not just that, but you could even, I mean, people that regularly go to the cigar shop, what did they smoke mm-hmm. two years ago, three years ago, five years ago that they don't smoke anymore? They've gone to something different. Mm-hmm. So even no, people that don't have but, them but even, at the house. But at, but at the, yeah, but at the point you bring it home and put it in your humidor, you've made a commitment to that cigar. Yeah. If it's just sitting in a <laughs> shop, if it's just sitting in a shop, you haven't bought it. You haven't spent the money on it. Well, I was just so you may to, not smoke it anymore. Palate change. Yeah, yeah, I get it. But I'm just saying, you've spent money on this cigar. You bought it when you really loved it, and now it's been sitting in your humidor. When you look at it, and you're like, "Why the fuck did I buy that?" <laughs> It'd be curious. I'd just be curious how many people look through their humidor and think that. How many percent? You know, what the percentage of cigars in your humidor that you look at and you're like, "Why the hell did I buy that?" an interesting question. I got some of those. <laughs> yeah, me too. I mean, I'm sure my, my point is I think everybody does. Now, it's just how much of your humidor is that. And like Cow said, if you're a box buyer and you love a cigar and you go buy a box of it and then you buy another box and then all of a sudden by your third box, you're like, dude, I don't, I don't like this anymore. Yeah. You know? And then you're like, I'm just saying, it would be an interesting thing. Have you guys felt a shift enough that you just wouldn't like something that you liked enough to smoke a box of before? I've never quite gotten that far. Um, I've gotten to the point where I, I don't prefer that thing, or I might not pick it up every time, but yeah. I feel like at the point where I've made a commitment to a box, I've like, I probably will never hate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's weird. But mm-hmm. but you do you you don't hate it but do you you don't like it as much as you used to? It happens sometimes, right? Yeah. Especially for a period of time, right? Maybe this year I'm into you know some spicy shit or something. Gotcha. You're always into spicy shit. <laughs> That's just with you. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah, well, and there are times when I. I Maybe maybe this is weird too. There are times when I taste certain flavors, like for a period of time, more than I taste them other times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like right now, I get I, I taste cinnamon in everything right now. It's weird. It's that season. <laughs> <laughs> you and all the white girls are well, pumpkin spice in it. <laughs> maybe that. Do you think it has something to do with your uh, trip here? With what? With your trip here when we hung out? That has to do with cinnamon? <laughs> <laughs> this is being ignorant. Oh, jeez. Oh, you said cinnamon. <laughs> <laughs> thought you said something <laughs> <Gotcha>. else. <laughs> oh, jeez. Somebody be laughing at that. <laughs> it's gonna be Mo tomorrow. Yeah. The cow, baby. The cow. How was uh since we haven't talked in a month, how was the trip there? Out to Casa? Yeah. It was fantastic, dude. I had a great time. Awesome. Uh, got to see a bunch of people that I talked to online, got to hang out with Mo. I mean it's Casa and you can't beat hanging out at Casa. That downstairs man is just beautiful. Got to got to herf it. So herf it up. Meet a bunch of people online. Is there online. a worse word for anything anywhere than the <laughs> word herf? That's 
pretty terrible, actually. It's an oh. awful word. It's like Ugg boots, right? Like, who did that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, you guys got anything else? I don't know, Drew. You got anything? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. I heard there's this this new vintage, like true vintage smoke kit in the market these days. That is that I'm is pretty correct. Freaking intrigued yeah. by that. Yeah. What can you tell me about that, man? Because I, I actually do think that's really freaking cool, and wouldn't just be asking you about that if it was, even even if it wasn't Mombacha. <laughs> um. So yeah, basically it's so a Nicaraguan puro, um, all 2012 tobacco. They were rolled in 2013, and they've been aging ever since. Nice. So um, Claudio kept back the best of what he thought, you know, of the or what he thought was the best of the 2012 crop, you know, tobacco that he had seen. Yeah. And, um, and then made, uh, there's only around 5,000 of them. So it's truly a limited, no one's finding anything, you know, <laughs> in a warehouse in Timbuktu or anything like that. <laughs> Not until next um, year. <laughs> huh? Not until next year. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, yeah, because there'll be Cosage at 2013 next year. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's going to be, uh, there's going to be 2013, 2014, and 2015. And then, so 2013 will be next year. So they're going to be all Nicaraguan puros, best of the crop. And, uh, yeah, man. That's interesting. What I'd really like to do is get at least one of each to just sit around until there are a ton of them out. Yeah. <laughs> try them all in a row, right? Like, what was the difference between 12 and 13 and 14? Plus, you get the extra year of age on it. That just sounds like a cigar nerd dream. <laughs> Does yeah, it? I mean, so when I was in Nicaragua, Claudio gave me one, didn't tell me what it was. Um, but he gave me the 2013. Hmm. And uh, so I smoked that. I was like, what the fuck is this? And then I'm like, can I have some more? (laughs) (laughs) So, um, but yeah, the 2012, first time I smoked that was actually at IPCPR. I hadn't smoked that one before. Mm. Um, It's honestly, man, it's really good. If you like, if you like medium plus strength cigars with full flavor, you're going to like that cigar. It'd be hard to imagine that you wouldn't. Who doesn't like medium plus cigars with full flavor? Believe it or not, a lot of people. Really? They're crazy. Um, my experience has been the, the and we talked about this. The American palate is so different than like the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. And then depending, of course, on what part of the US you're in, right? Yeah. Yep. But um yeah. So yeah, it's a, it's a damn good cigar, man. And I'm not just saying that. I, I I'll be the first one to to tell you know I don't care what brand it is. If it's good, I'm gonna say it's good. Yep. This cigar is awesome. People should smoke it, and they should get it while they can. That'd be my mm-hmm. advice. Because it's yeah, I mean it's, it's not like. Go ahead. 
it's it's interesting because it's gonna sell out no matter what you say. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like, there's not some big sales tactic on it because like, it's gonna get bought. Right. I mean, it was the same with the 10th anniversary. You might find some in a shop here and there, but it's all there is. And that was, I mean, that was in 2016 at IPCPR. That was in the top two cigars that I smoked at the, the 2016 IPCPR. And the only one that I thought was comparable or potentially even a little bit better, depending on your palate, was a cigar that was $15 more exp- or $12 more expensive. Mm. So, you know. <clears throat> what else we got? Mm. You better well, ready to... hold on. When you say we, what you really mean you is too. what else do Mo and Cal got? Yeah. Because. What else you got? <laughs> what else do you got? What else you got? <laughs> What's that? Cal's got nothing because he's. We're not ending the podcast. Why? We got to hear a topic from Drew so we can end it. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Drew. All right. Thank you guys for joining us. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you in a month. (laughs) Good topic. No, but we do want to get Vince on. I think he'd be great to have on yeah. um, from B&B Cigars um, in, in uh, it's Philadelphia, but I think it's called Germantown or something like that. The Germantown yeah. area, neighborhood, whatever. Yep. That's in Philly. Uh, has been a huge supporter of Sultans of Smoke, has supported Patina. Awesome guy. And has brought in Mombacho. So um, I, I love that guy. And uh, thank you for listening. And so we'll hope to have him on, and then uh, we'll try to get Miguel on too, man. Cool. Uh, because I think, I think you know, for for the people who do listen, to be able to kind of get that inside look at how these guys operate, what the obstacles they face. So you know, when you see your your broker next time you go into your B and M for an event or something like that, and you see the guy, you kind of understand his struggle and and how he hustles and and what he does and. Um, I, I, I'm always a big believer that the more that people understand each other, the better we all get along or the better, you know, we can communicate and stuff. So, yep. um, yeah, so that'd be fun. Awesome. We'll do it, man. We'll get Dave back yeah, on man. here too. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for joining. All right, boys. Have a good night. You too, man. Take care, gentlemen. See ya. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Salt and Smoke Cigar Cast. Be sure to check us out on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, email us either about the podcast or about our cigar line at thesaltandsofsmoke at gmail.com. Also, uh, if you want any salt and smoke gear, please get onto our website and to our online store. We have shirts and hats. If you're looking for anything else, please let us know and we'll get it up there for you. Thanks, guys. We'll uh, talk to you again next week.